Hey there, and welcome to the best of 2023. It's Simply Life podcast. Today, we are replaying episode 136, the importance of readiness in starting a business. This was actually an interview that somebody interviewed me on, and this has been by far our all-time best podcast of 2023. So it's, it's me telling my story of how I started my business and why I started my business. And I'm going to give a little bit of a recap before we lead into the podcast. But I, I didn't know what exactly my business was going to look like when I started out. And what I did know is... I wanted to be in the digital marketing space. I had been studying and researching and taking classes and courses and listening to podcasts and reading books and articles about digital marketing. I have a degree in marketing. So I know my degree predates digital marketing, but marketing is marketing. I'm fascinated with marketing. I'm more fascinated with the psychology behind marketing. And I just knew that that was the space that I wanted to be in. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I went through the route of joining the John Maxwell team and learning more about speaking, training, coaching. Really dove into that whole group and learned a lot of information from them, took their courses, got on their phone calls, went to the live event. And I also started a podcast, but I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like as well. And then I was working full time through the process of me learning about the John Maxwell team and speaking, training and coaching, me studying on my own about digital marketing and social media, me launching a podcast and then working for a digital marketing agency in the B2B space, it kind of all just came together for me in these aha moments of, this is what I wanna do, and this is how I want it to look. Building a business and being ready to start a business is constantly unfolding. We did some major, major revamps to our It's Simply Digital brand this year. And we launched a new brand called the Toke Agency. So you're never ready to start a business. It kind of just continues to evolve. And mine grew from a side hustle to a full-time gig. And the reason that that happened was because I got fired in the middle of the pandemic in September of 2020. I'd already built a side hustle. I had started that side hustle the year before, and I already started that podcast. And so I already had some foundation built. Didn't have a strategy, didn't have a roadmap, didn't have a foundation, but I started building that. And that constantly is going to evolve. We're always going to be tweaking our strategy and our roadmap And some of the things that worked in 2020 don't work in 2023. And some of the things that worked this year, we're going to revisit those and look at them and refine them and say, 
what do we want to keep doing and how do we want to keep doing that? And how can we improve? How can we refine? How can we get better? And what is it that we need to learn to do that? So I would say you're never 100% ready to jump into full-time entrepreneurship. I'm a huge, huge believer in launching your own business, building your own brand, and following your dreams and your passion. If that's the path that you want to take, I'm a believer in that. If the path that you want to take is working for corporate America and really honing in on your craft in that sense, I'm a big proponent of that too. You have to do what's best for you. For me, I didn't play well with others in corporate America. And I was meant to, to run my own business. That's, that's just my personality. And that's how I am built. And that's how it, it, it has evolved and what it's been designed to unfold and, and to look like. But not everybody's path, not everybody's journey is that. And I'm here to tell you, follow the journey that is best for you. There's not going to be any guru that's going to be able to share a strategy that worked for them that you're going to be able to take and implement that entire strategy for yourself. The strategy that worked for me is not going to work for you. You're unique, you're individual, and you're different. And so you need a different strategy. And that's what I'm a believer in. Whatever path works, whatever roadmap, whatever foundation works for you. All right, let's dive into the podcast, The Importance of Readiness to Start a Business. In a world where we are always trying to keep up, it can be easy to forget what's important. We're constantly bombarded with information and demands on our time, and we tend to lose sight of what matters most. That is why I invite you to join me as we simplify our lives. By learning to focus on what's truly important, we can free up our time and energy for the things that matter most. And when we simplify our lives, we create more space for joy, happiness, and connection. So if you're ready to simplify your life, I invite you to join me on this journey. Together, let's discover the joy of simplicity. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Simply Life. I'm so excited that you're here and that you are joining me. Today, I am sharing a podcast that I was actually interviewed on. It's called The Importance of Readiness in Starting a Business. And Ken Cox with Clicks and Bricks podcast actually interviewed me. And I thought it would be a great wonderful idea to share with my audience. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. We talk all about business building. We're going to talk knowing yourself in order to grow your business, who your ideal audience is, what your unique value proposition is, how to build a content strategy, how to build a marketing strategy, how to build out your brand story so that you know how to resonate with your audience and take them on an emotional journey with your brand. So I hope you join us. The link will be in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Clicks and Bricks podcast. I do want to elaborate really quickly on 
I could not have started a business, any business, and I'm sure you feel the same way, if I didn't take care of myself first. If I didn't Oh, you can start, start them. Yeah. You can you start can... as many businesses as you want <laughs> and not take care of yourself. They will all fail, right? They will if all you're not fail. If you're not ready to accept lots of money, you can get it, you'll lose it. Welcome to Clicks and Bricks podcast. We talk about the entrepreneur mindset. If you get one shot at this, what kind of shot are you going to take? If we forget who we are, they're going to forget who you are. You've got an adversity story that's out of this world. Everything from that Main Street brick and mortar to that billion dollar manufacturer. Welcome back to Clicks and Bricks. Today I'm talking with Lisa Williams. She's It's Simply Digital, digital agency. She's currently living the nomad life, so super excited to talk to her about that. How are you doing today, Lisa? Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. I am awesome. I just landed myself back in Texas, which is my hometown of Dallas. And I'm happy to be here for a couple of weeks before I head out again on the digital nomad trail. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. I love the lifestyle. So many people are trying to accomplish your lifestyle right now in the world with post-COVID and the great resignation and all those things with the on-demand job economy and all of these things make it a perfect time to live the kind of life that you're living. So congratulations on this journey that you're on. It's so exciting. And I'm sure you have plenty of stories to tell us. But before we get into your current business and what you're currently doing, can you tell us a little bit about your past and and how you got to where you're at today? Sure. So um, I'm sure like most entrepreneurs, just like most people in general, it, it doesn't come without trials, tribulations, um, and a lot of pain and heartache along the way, <laughs> and a lot of failures and a lot of trauma and big transformations. And so I'm, I'm going to just kind of sum this up in um, a couple of, of, you know, quick sentences that I, and just to kind of let you know where I came from. So I was married to my ex-husband for 20 years. We have two amazing children. He was a very abusive addict. And unfortunately, it just kept getting worse. And it's it's kind of this spiraling effect that, you know, um, if you kind of think of a funnel, uh, you know, one incident happens up here and then you're like, OK, that was kind of weird. I don't really it doesn't really sit well with me. But then you just keep living your life and then another little blip happens. And then those blips start getting closer and closer together where there's not like this amount of huge amount of time. And so your brain starts to go, this is crazy. I'm on a crazy train. (laughs) And um, I had to get off of it because I was, you know, living with an addict, you become the, the codependent, you become you know, you basically are supporting that behavior and it, it just wasn't working for me. And it was a very unhealthy environment for myself and, and for my kids. So went through a very brutal, brutal divorce, um, lost pretty much everything we owned together after 20 years of marriage and had to start over. And so um, picked myself back up, got my life back together and you know now I'm a single mom working a full-time job whereas before I was a stay-at-home mom and now I'm supporting you know two teenagers 
which is not fun at all financially. You know, they want everything. They want phones and cars and <laughs> clothes. And, yes. Yes. The and, kids are expensive. <laughs> and as a parent, you want to give it to them, right? Yes. Like you, you want them to have everything. Um, so fast forward a little bit, you know, later in life. And I ended up meeting a wonderful, wonderful man. We got engaged to, and we bought a house together. We combined our lives and he was tragically killed in a car accident. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And that basically set my life on a, a completely different path because I was sitting in so much pain and heartache. And I thought, how do I find something positive to put my energy into that will help move me in a forward direction? And I, I don't have a, a little sample to show you, but I had to do something in my mind, whatever it was. And so I created these little sticky notes, these little pads of sticky notes that had these I am statements on them. And it was like, I'm strong, I am brave, I'm beautiful, you know, and you could, instead of writing them on, you know, your whiteboard or your glass board or your mirror or whatever, you could just peel and stick them everywhere. And it's just reminders of, you know, how, how wonderful you really are. And so that was kind of like my first little dabble. I mean, I had been an entrepreneur and started multiple businesses when I stayed at home with my kids, but that was kind of my first little dabble in this path that I'm on right now. Right. And so I, I, I could tell you that my friends were like, we need to stop this train. Like, where does she think she's going with this? <laughs> but it, it really provided comfort for me. And at the time I was so uncomfortable doing video, but I would get on every single day and do like 50 day challenges with my little sticky notes. And I, I mean, I could go back and look at those videos. They're online, they're on Facebook, right. they're on, you know, and I could see the sadness and the hurt and the pain in my face, but I showed up every single day and it, it just was like this little bright light in my day that helped move me forward. And you know, what was even more rewarding, Ken, is that people would comment about how I made a difference in their day. Right. And based on whatever little story I told about whatever little sticky note I had in my hand, and that moved me forward every day. It, it just continued that progress every single day. And then, um, I decided to go ahead and join the John Maxwell team to learn about coaching and, you know, business building. And I became a certified coach through their organization. And I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And I came back from their um, massive five-day event in Orlando that, you know, you're like buzzing with energy. Right. And I I started a podcast. I started some masterminds. All of it, you know, kind of fizzled out. My podcast was a dream in the making, and I was super excited to, to launch that. And then I lost my job. And so here I was sitting in 2019 with no job and, you know, still two kids older, but to support. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really work on my podcast, really work on my side hustle, really work on building myself while I look for a new job. I got a job in the marketing industry as an age, working for an agency as sales and marketing, which 
that's my background, marketing. I went to school for marketing. And um, then the pandemic hit <laughs> and yes. um, got laid off right in the middle of the pandemic. You know, we were losing clients. The custom, the company that I worked for um, just felt like they needed to scale back. And, you know, it, it happened. And I had a side hustle where I was doing what I was already doing for them on the side. And I had a few clients and I just decided the hell with it. I am not going to work for anybody else anymore. I'm going to do this on my own. I had enough confidence and I did it. And I launched my agency full time with no support from outside, you know, income. It was all on my shoulders and all on right. me. And all bootstrapped. You, all you funded bootstrapped. the entire thing. Wonderful. Yes, yes. With my personal finances and savings of very, very small, limited amounts. But I think what's more important in this story that I'm going on and telling you is it took me so long to build that confidence to where I said, I know I could do this on my own. I always was dabbling in things, but I always had the security of either my ex-husband's income or, you know, a full-time job. And right. this was the first time in the middle of a pandemic. So I want to just say to your listeners, if you think you can't do it, or you think something's holding you back, I did it in September of 2020. And I'm super excited that I'm here where I am today. I have a podcast that I host called It's Simply Life, where we do digital marketing and life, you know, just life stuff. Right. I run a digital marketing agency. I have some amazing clients. I have a small team of powerful women that I work with. And I love everything I do today. And I get to travel all over the world and do this. And do this. Wonderful. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You, it's awesome. Lisa, you unpacked a lot there. And I'm gonna go back and kind of just <laughs> dig it up. So sure. um, you know, I the audience, the, the the fans of the audience know I'm no stranger to addiction. And you know, I apologize for what you had to go through. And I know that that's a challenging thing, living with somebody with addiction and overcoming that and, and making the unfortunate decision at the end that your partner just wasn't going to get better and make that separation. So congratulations right. on understanding that you can't always change the people in your life, but you can change the people who are in your life. So congratulations yeah. on making that, Thank you. that, that move. And it, it's challenging, right? It's hard. I want to talk about your IM statements and your postings, right? Because okay. your friends <laughs> were kind of like, this chick's going nuts on us. Mm -hmm. And the audience needs to know this. If you're looking at going into business for yourself or doing anything really hard, right? That could be sports. It can be business. It can be, you know, just trying to get a promotion at your day job. Self-talk is so important. And talking to yourself in a very positive way can make huge, huge differences. And I, you know, I'm so fortunate that I get to talk to, you know, millionaires. I've got to talk to a couple billionaires in my life. And I get to talk to world champion fighters, MMA and boxing. And every single one of them will tell me that my self-narrative and my self-talk and my self-work is, is what gets there. I work on myself more than I work on my projects. And it is so important to do and talking to yourself in a positive, a very highly positive way, understanding what you want your life to look like. All those things are so important. So congratulations on, you know, 
sticking the finger to the friends that are saying you're weird <laughs> going off the rails and sticking to that path because it's huge and it's and it is life changing. So I, I'm just so proud of you for for finding that. Did you have a coach or a mentor or somebody that led you into your I am statements or how did you how did you come around to that? And, and the I am statement is one that I fail at pretty drastically. So I, I'm well, not good at that one. And you know what, Ken, I, I was feeling miserably at my self-talk, at my self-care, at my self-development. I mean, you know, having gone through a brutal divorce, living with somebody who was addic- had addiction problems, loving that person so much, not wanting, you know, what happened, it happened. And then going through trauma and you know, grief and all of that stuff. I was terrible at self-care. And, you know, the, I, I truly believe that the universe speaks to you and brings you things that you are in desperate need of at certain times in your life. And it was a shower thought. It literally was one of those things that I was, you know, I loved, I love my shower thoughts. I, I, I think it's like this perfect time where you have no noise coming at you, right? There's nothing coming at you from, unless you're playing the radio or a podcast or music right. or whatever. Um, and it was a shower thought. It was just like, how, what, what, do, how do I, how can I make something positive in my life right now? And I don't know. I just, I kept thinking about right. My daughter and I, when she was younger, we used to write on her mirror. I am beautiful. I am brave, you know, seize the day, whatever it was that we would put. And I just thought, how could we not write on the mirror, but have these little messages in our head all the time. And that's, that's where it came from. And I I do want to elaborate really quickly on I could not have started a business, any business, and I'm sure you feel the same way, if I didn't take care of myself first. If I didn't Oh, you can start, start them. Yeah. You can you start can. as many businesses as you want <laughs> and not take care of yourself. They will all fail, right? They will if all you're not fail. If you're not ready to accept lots of money, you can get it, you'll lose it. Um I'm a living testament to that. I've I've been a millionaire <laughs> multiple times in my life and I've lost it all because I wasn't ready uh, and responsible enough to take it and really continue on that journey. So you can start, but it's really, really hard to maintain. And um, I was watching an interview today that somebody was saying, you know, it's more painful to have made a million dollars and not only have a hundred thousand, <laughs> but it is to never have made that million. And uh, I don't necessarily, I, I believe a, a lost love is better than never to have loved at all. But <laughs> um you know, it's, it's you give and you take and, and you're right. It, you can start it, but it's, you're not going to keep it because something's going to happen and you're going to, you're going to give up. You're going to go back to the drink. You're going to go back to the negative self-talk. You're going to go back to all of these things that don't serve your growth. Absolutely. And I'm just going to share a little bit about my self-care today. Cause I think it's so vital and so yes. important. Um, I make sure every morning that a I exercise it's just part of my daily habit whether that looks like going to the gym and killing it on some hit or strength training workout or walking around my neighborhood or biking around my neighborhood it's some kind of movement to get my body going for the morning I always make sure I have sunshine 
whatever that looks like, whether I'm walking outside and just being outside for 15 minutes, I make sure my eyes get sun first thing in the morning without glasses, without a hat on, without any kind of protection, just for a few moments of every day, I am making sure that I get sunshine. I work on grounding as often as possible. And grounding is maybe making sure that my feet touch part of the earth every single day, whether it's grass, sand, water, you know, rocks, whatever it is, I, I do grounding. I meditate, I journal, and I try my best to eat as clean and as from the earth as possible. That is wonderful. I, do, I don't do all of those things, but I do a lot of them. Uh -huh. um, the, the other thing that I do that I add to that is I do EMDR therapy for trauma mm -hmm. as a child. Um, but all of those things are huge. I don't think that I, I would not be in the place that I am today without meditation, without some yoga. And for me, my exercise is boxing. I love the sport yeah. and I just, I, I own a boxing school. So I oh, awesome. every single night <laughs> of my life. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it is my, it is one of my many, many joys in this crazy little ball that we're spinning on. So, and I, I'm a huge believer in EMDR therapy. I've done it myself and a huge believer in it. It's so game changing. Kudos. And if you're, if you're yeah. suffering with addiction at all, and you haven't tried EMDR, I'm a spokesman for the therapy. It's, it's a huge life, life changing um, experience. So let's dive right into your business. It's okay. simply digital, yes. right? And yes. we talked a little bit before we started recording about the clients that you're serving and you want to serve a very specific kind of client. And, and I, want, I want to hear it from your voice. I don't want the audience to hear it from my voice. So <laughs> who is it that It's Simply Digital serves and why? Yeah. So, Ken, one of the things that I had done years before I even started a business is I did a ton of research on how to market yourself as <sighs> a small business. And some of the thing uh, online, digitally, you know, because it was, we live in a digital world and took classes, took courses, listened to podcasts, um, did tons of research, read tons of material and books and downloaded PDFs and et cetera. And I know that it was very complicated to market myself as a small business while I was building my small business. I know that that was very challenging. Hence the name, it's simply digital. I tried to take everything that I've learned, all the challenges and complications out of it to make it very simplified for my clients so that we do all the back work. So the clients I serve are that very small entrepreneur, solopreneur, small team. Um, it, it doesn't really matter the industry. It's more of... You've gotten started, you've built your business, you've taken your marketing as far as you could take it. But if you if you keep concentrating on marketing and try to keep growing your business, it, you're being pulled in two different directions. And you're at that point or at that space where you need somebody to, to take over the marketing for you. And so that's, that's where our team fits in. That's where we fit in. I was working for an agency, as I mentioned before, and... It was a big 
B2B agency and they took on very, very large clients, which is wonderful. But what was happening is sometimes these smaller clients were coming to them and they would have to turn business away. And I was like, that's me. That's where I want to serve. Those are the people I want to serve. And so that's kind of how I've built my business. And it it's it really I feel like we fit that that niche, you know, pretty well where um, you're not like this big, huge brand or large entity where you could afford, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollar a year marketing budget. You're more of a smaller brand, smaller business. You might have a small team. You can't really hire a full time marketing person, but you could bring me on as, quote, a fractional you know, marketing, you know, I'd like to say that think of us as an extension of your team. Think of us as your marketing department. Absolutely. And it's very, very important. Uh, marketing is essential to any business in reality. Now, some companies will say, well, I don't do marketing. Word of mouth is, is how I get businesses. Your marketing. Word of mouth is it's marketing of marketing, <laughs> right? It's and it's hands down the least expensive way to market your product, kind of. I would argue that it's the most expensive if that's the only thing that you're doing and you can't figure out some of these other mechanisms for attracting new clients, right? Your your reach is very small. You don't get as many at-bats as what I would call it whenever you're only marketing word of mouth. So right. what is the job? What is the marketing department's job in the company? What what should it be doing? Well, I know that <laughs> there's this big controversy between marketing and sales. Marketing is not sales. It is not marketing's job to sell your product. It's marketing's job to attract the right buyer, the right client, the right customer to your brand, to your organization, to your business. And then it's sales, your person, your job, whatever that is to close the deal, to sell the product or the service. Marketing is getting your name out there, getting your brand out there, getting the buzz. It's also educating your consumer, your audience on what it is that you do, how you serve them and how you transform their life from where they are to where they want to be. And it's, it's really creating that transformational story. And I think that that's one of the things, Kim, that we do really well is we listen. We have multiple meetings with our clients, you know, on a weekly basis. And we really listen. And I feel like we ask the right questions to find out how to create that content, how to tell that story, how to share that in social, in newsletters, in uh, blogs, in whatever, you know, content that we're putting out for them is it's sharing that story um, in a way that creates that transformation. And that's what marketing is. Absolutely. And if marketing's done right, it set the client, the potential client up for the sales staff to convert that into a customer very, very easily. They're, they don't have to explain the product. At that point, if you do really great marketing, you can almost have order takers. You don't really need sales like the traditional, you know, uh, madmen's type sales, <laughs> right? You don't need that anymore. Well, hopefully, sure. if, you, if it's not hopefully. correct. And it depends on your product and service, right? Across the board. Right. So, right. I mean, uh, if it's a very high valued, high priced 
um, long sales process. Of course, you you, you need to bring in some salespeople, right. but your potential buyer, your potential customer, your audience, they're 80 to 85% through the buyer journey before right. they pick up the phone, before they send you an email, before they land on your contact page, um, or before they ask for a quote, they've done their research. We are educated consumers. We have done our research. Let's just say I want to go buy a new car, you know, next week. And I'm going to just use my car. I, I have a, a BMW 430. So let's just say that I'm looking at buying a BMW. Well, I've done my research. I've gone on their website. I've looked at comparable vehicles. I have gone on social media sites. I've maybe gone into some groups and asked some questions about how the car performs, what year, what make, what model. I've done everything so that when I go and hit their website and say, I'm ready to buy, I, I'm ready for somebody to contact me. I'm ready to test drive the vehicle. My, right. my money is in my hand. I, I've, I've gone through it all. But the way that I've educated myself is through all the content that they have put out. So they've educated me with how it performs. They've educated me with the different brands, makes, models, years. Um, you know, and if we're not doing our job as a marketing department, we're, we have to be educating the consumer. You have to constantly be educating them. And the other thing that I think people think is, oh, we're giving away way too much information. No, it, you're never giving away too much information. It's already yeah. out there. It's already out there. They can find <coughs> it somewhere else. So yes. make sure that they're getting it from you rather than going somewhere else. Well, and there's this whole problem with perception in the world, right? The content is out there, but the one of the beautiful things about different people is that you can say the same thing to 10 different people and, 10, and you might have 10 different perspectives of what you just said. So you have to say it differently multiple times, right? To make sure that the message gets through to the right person at the right time. I can't tell you how many times my wife says something to me and, and I don't understand what she's trying to get me to do. Then somebody else says it and she's like, well, why do you believe them and not me? I'm like, well, they said it differently than you did, I guess. I don't know. And that, but that's a real thing. It happens all the time. And marketing is one of the tools that we use to, to kind of get rid of that problem because you can say the same thing in different ways to different people and digital marketing has changed that game. I went to school, marketing school in 1997, right? There was... The internet was here, but it was there was nobody marketing on the internet at the time. Netscape, maybe. Right. Uh, right. Netscape and AOL were the only two really marketing <laughs> on the internet and those horrible pop-up banners. Um, so that's changed drastically today. We can really target the individual person. So I, I really love that. Now, you focus on the solopreneur, micro company, small business, right? And Correct. I think that's what you said. So small business down to micro. Um, mm -hmm. And for those folks that don't that don't know what that micro is just a solopreneur, right? Or I think right. solopreneur micro is under two employees. I think small business goes all the way up to 500 employees or something. It's, it's pretty big, right? There's, pretty there's big. a lot of small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And for the audience that doesn't know this, there's not a whole lot of big businesses in the world. Like big business is a very, very small number of companies. So that's a challenging market to be in, right? These are 
theoretic some of them are rock stars that are knocking out of the park they have more money than they know what to do with but a lot of these people are struggling week to week or month to month are your services like how, how do you price your services who's who's available to be a client if you're talking you know a solopreneur that's maybe just making their salary how do you right. get them to justify because at this point as entrepreneurs we know sometimes we have to take pay cuts to get to the next level how do you convince them that to, to go down that path? Or I'm assuming you're not doing it no charge. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think, Ken, that's, that's challenging, you know, because you have to be in a space where you've already built enough business and feel comfortable enough to let some of that income go to, to bring somebody on. And I think it, it's challenging because, you know, I say solopreneur, I, we say, you know, micro it, you know, you have to have made some money to be able to afford a service like what we provide. Um, and I think what the challenging part is, is letting go of that control because you, let's just say you're a solopreneur, or maybe you have a partnership. You've been doing everything by yourself for that that period of time. And it's letting that control go and, and giving up some of that. And I think that's the bigger challenge is, and it's also, what does success look like to you? You know, does success look like I have four more clients in the next four months? Does success look like, I have four more clients in the next four days. You know, what does success look like for you as an individual? And those are the questions that we dive into and we ask them as we are having those discovery calls and those conversations. And, and I would say, you know, there are some people that can't, that are not ready to, to spend the money. And, um, you know, sometimes they're not ready at that very moment, but here's the other thing is you continue to nurture them with knowledge and they might be ready six months from now. They might be ready a year from now. I, I've had conversations with, I had today right now, as we speak, I had a conversation with a potential client and their marketing team a year ago, one year ago. They never signed with me and it wasn't because of finances. It just was because they were busy on other projects. They had different things going on and they let it fall through the, the cracks. Right. This is a, an entrepreneur that gets hit with a lot of marketing people like me. One thing is I don't chase. I provide information, but I don't right. chase. And so I constantly show up. I show up three to four times a week on LinkedIn with valuable information. I put out a newsletter with valuable information. And so what that potential client is seeing is me consist consistently showing up. And guess what? A year later, they're in my, they're DMing yeah. me from LinkedIn looking for another meeting to, to get the ball rolling. Right. I, I think one thing that, business owners, small business owners, and people in general, small business, all business owners have to have a really good understanding of their sales cycle. And B2B sales cycles are long. They're not, I mean, businesses don't come across an ad at three o'clock in the morning and make a, a sporadic purchase on, right. a, you know, a crazy large hoodie that is also a 90. <laughs> um, that doesn't happen. That's, that's B2C, right? Those kinds of things you can get on an emotional purchase 
really quickly. But B2B sales, I mean, I have some sales cycles that are five and 10 years long, right? It just so it just happens that way. And I've been dealing with a company for 10 years. I've seen them at the Small Business Expo every year for 10 years. And then finally, they end up buying from us. So it B2B is a different beast. It's a different animal. I agree with you 100%. Show up, create value. I think the best way to close a sale ever is to show a customer how to not use your service. And then like, you know what? I don't want to do that crap. I'm just going to pay you. Can I pay you to do it? Right. I, it's right. hands down the easiest way to sell a product is hey or a service. This is how you, this is how you do it. Tell them cradle the grave. Don't hide anything. Right. Make the it's, tutorial and they'll hire the expert to do it for them. Well, and that's the thing is like we said, all that information, I could go Google how to market a small business. And I'm sure I could watch YouTube after YouTube after YouTube. I'm sure I could read blogs. Yep. I'm sure I could listen to podcasts. I don't know how long it will take me. Months, years, I don't know. Yep. But, or you could hire an expert who's done all that for you and curated all of that information, simplified it. That's why I say simplify. I mean, I use simplify in my, my newsletter is called It's Simply Newsworthy. My podcast is It's Simply Life. My marketing agency is It's Simply Digital. I try to simplify everything. I mean, we have created processes and systems and through trial and error. So, so what I'm telling you is I failed miserably I banged my head against the wall multiple <laughs> times yes. trying to figure this out. And so I'm I'm the expert because I have figured it out. And I do want to touch on something that, you know, you said like your wife could tell you one way and then somebody else could tell you another way and it resonates better. It's the same thing in business. There's thousands of me out there, right? <laughs> Selling yes. the same kind of service and products or whatever. And it's, it's you, it's how you package yourself. It's how you show up. It's, it's your consistency. It's your value. It's your confidence. Confidence is energy. You feel it. People resonate with that. I mean, like I told you at the very beginning, when I'd show up with my sticky notes and I looked at my face and I could see somberness and, and pain and, but I kept showing up and then I show up today and I have this, this energy and this, you know, light and shining. And, and I know I do because a people tell me and I could feel it myself. So right. it's, it's how you show up too. Absolutely. Show up with positivity or don't show up at all. It's one of my core values. <laughs> so yes. it's, it's, yes. it's, uh, because if you show up with negative energy or people start showing up with negative energy, it brings the whole the whole vibe of the entire company down. Right. So, right. Um, I say that I, I've got 13 core values and one of them is don't show up with positivity or don't show up at all. And I say them every yeah. single morning. So every um, day. Yeah, absolutely. So Lisa, I've had a blast talking with you. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and work with you and your team, what's the best way for them to, to get more information about your services and products? Yeah. And thank you for letting me have a plug. Um, it's simplydigital.com is my website. And then you could always email me at lisa at it's simplydigital.com. Wonderful. And this from solopreneurs, small and medium-sized businesses, you're going to help them find a package that's right for them and help them get on the first or second rung of their marketing and then start climbing that ladder, which 
when you nail it, it's it's wildly successful. I've, I've seen a lot of businesses go from barely holding on to, you know, having nicer cars and traveling and all these things by adding a a successful marketing piece to their to their business. Absolutely. And inside marketing. Oh, go ahead. Right. I was just going to say, absolutely. I mean, we do everything from social media to to running ads and and everything in between. So, you know, it's it's we kind of meet you where you're at. Let's just put it that way. All right. Yes. If you if you're coming to a company, brick and mortar, anything out there and what's the one what's one tip that you can give somebody that they, if they're going to focus some time on, they don't have enough money to hire somebody. One thing that they could really focus on that could maybe change their business for the good. Yeah. So I would say find the platform where your clients are, are at. So for me, it happens to be LinkedIn. You might be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. Find the platform that your clients or that your potential clients are at and show up consistently with value. Don't be afraid to turn on the video. Don't be afraid to share a little personal stories. And I think that's going to probably be the key, Kim, because I think for me, what I had discovered way back is I was showing up with value business-wise, providing business tips. What was the game changer for me? What what upped my, my shares, my engagement, my likes, my comments was when I started getting vulnerable and telling personal stories. And you have to have that mix or else it doesn't work. So kind of the way I look at it is take your week and say, okay, these days I'm going to provide business tips. These days I'm going to provide, I'm going to share some personal vulnerable stories. Sometimes I tie it back into business and sometimes it has nothing to do with what's digital marketing. So <laughs> yeah. um, that's what I would say is provide value, show up consistently, find the platform and really hone in on that platform. I'm on right. all the other platforms, but I don't engage on all the other platforms. LinkedIn is where I engage. Right. And you can't, you can't be everywhere. You just can't unless you have a marketing team and unless you have people, you know, doing all that for you. So find one platform that works for you. Absolutely. And and if you've gotten that piece already and you're still struggling, I would add, yeah. if you're still struggling at that point, then I think you really have to look at your offer. What is your compelling first offer to onboard that customer? So if if you're really focusing on one, one platform and you think, man, I'm posting three or four times a day, just like Gary Vee tells me to, but I'm still not getting there. Look at that offer. Put as much value into that first offer, that initial offer, as you possibly can. And and it can change for you as well. And, you know, one other thing I'm going to add to that is what sets you apart? What do you do that's different? How do you show up? How does your product, your service, whatever you offer, how is it different? It, It could be this big, you know, like an inch different from X, Y, and Z. But whatever it is, really hone in on how that is different. And the one other thing that I'm going to add to this is how you get your customers, your clients, your potential audience from where they are to where they want to be. What is that transformation? What does that look like for them? Right. Wonderful. I absolutely love it. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. I hope that we get to talk again. And, you know, if I run across small businesses that that can maybe use your services, I'll, I'll kick them your way for sure. So 
Thank, thank you so much for your time today. Do you have anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we go? Be confident, be consistent, be blessed. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lisa. That's it for today's show, folks. Again, my name is Ken. Please like and subscribe to the channel. We love it. It helps us grow. Get to work. Thanks for watching today's episode of Clicks and Bricks. Get to work. All right, Simplifiers, I hope you enjoyed that podcast interview that um, I was the person being interviewed, which was very exciting to share a little bit about my um, my business building and what, what worked and what didn't. So three ways to simplify your business, three takeaways. One, you have to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself and come up with some kind of self-care routine, you cannot grow a business. Number two, you need strategy. I know. I, I tried multiple times to get businesses uh, started, to work with businesses without a strategy. You have to have a strategy. Uh, something as, as simple as this is this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. You could just write it down on a piece of paper, but come up with a strategy. And number three, you have to have systems and processes in place to organize everything and simplify everything, whether it's monday.com or whether it's a Google Doc or a Google Sheet but you have to have some kind of systems and processes in place. And when you create something, write it down, record it so that you could replicate it and duplicate it. All right. You could connect with me at it's simply digital.com or I'd love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn at Lisa Williams on LinkedIn. All right, do you have some solid takeaways to simplify your life today? If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and share this podcast. We're always looking to add value and bring relevant, timely information to our listeners, and especially with our new strategy of offering solid takeaways to simplify your life. Go be awesome.